1: hey good morning Scott Luton Greg white and Enrique Alvarez with you here on supply
0: chain now welcome to today's live stream uh Greg how are you how are you doing doing well very well so it he he is uh becoming a uh, a regular right he, you were just on Friday as well <laughs> he uh, yes a very
1: uh really let, let's let's call it like it is he's a rock and roll star across global <laughs> business and it's great to have him here with us, and and we had a, you know, we had a, a compelling conversation on Friday. Uh, really enjoyed Enrique and Claudia and Karaz' perspective on Ukraine and and uh, everything that's going on there um, due to the Russian invasion, how that's impacting global business, but also how it's impacting, frankly, humanity and and how folks can can help. So uh, that's going to be. We're going to continue that theme here today as we've got two big guests. Uh, joining us around uh, 1230, uh, Dominic Love and David Adak, uh, who is in Poland. Uh, we're we're going to hear their their POV and perspectives firsthand, as well as Greg and Enrique, how our global ecosystem can jump in and help uh, and help people in need. So uh, Enrique, really quick um, from Friday to today, what's what's going through your mind right now?
2: Well, I'm super happy to be here. I know that I'm crashing your boss party. i uh, got to say it, honestly. But no, I'm ha- always happy to share the microphone with both of you. I learn a lot. And uh, something that I might not have mentioned on Friday is that what you're doing and just highlighting people like the ones that we're highlighting today is very important. So thank you to you, to the Supply Chain Now team. I know that you guys jumped into this Ukraine crisis very, very quickly. And uh, and you're just good people. So I, I, I'm mm-hmm. happy to be with you. and. And I'm really happy to to make sure that uh, we can help people in the Ukraine right now because they're really struggling.
1: Well said, Enrique. Yeah. And, you know, if there's any reason to drop what we're doing, change of plans and and change uh, uh, focus of our conversations and shows, it is what's going on in Ukraine. We're absolutely committed to, to helping drive
0: action to help those in need. Greg, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about the impact on the supply chain, but also the supply chain's potential impact on this crisis because everything that's needed gets delivered. So, um, you know, it's very circular, this problem, and obviously bigger than this industry, but but wholly and intricately mm. woven, right? So, Agreed. Absolutely. Um, I, look, uh, let's face it. This is really relevant no matter what your industry, your job your role, your point of view is. Um, This is the most important thing going on on the planet right now. Mm, Well said. Um, So we're going to, you know, this is the Supply Chain Buzz. We come at you
1: every Monday at 12 noon, uh, highly focused on the leading news uh, from across global industry. We're going to touch on that, but really the bulk of our conversation and time today is going to focus on uh, a couple of leaders that are really involved in the humanitarian uh, support and relief uh, headed to those in need. So stay tuned for as Dominique and David join us about 1230 or so. Um, couple of program notes. Uh, let's make sure, folks, you know, it's, it's tough to go from Ukraine to any kind of program or award session or you name it. But the, the important bridge here is we're using our 2022 supply chain and procurement awards to attack. Modern slavery and human trafficking, which are, are some of the issues of our time. So nominations are open. You can learn more at supplychainprocurementawards.com. And then one other event we want to make sure is on folks' radar, Greg, the Global Upstate Conference on International Business and Foreign Affairs. You know These types of events and conversations and dialogue is how we prevent things from happening. We have a better common understanding of, of what we can do in times of crisis. So. Right. Um, so March 29th through 31st, uh Supply chain now is proud to, to help make this happen. Greg White and Kevin L. Jackson, uh, two of our of our team members here will be appearing on panels. And Greg, what else would you add about uh, this event
0: coming up in a couple of weeks? We're gonna have foreign dignitaries and uh military generals and business professionals from frankly all over the world uh at this. And um Kevin and I are gonna be speaking on Technology and its role in international affairs and, and international dealings of all kinds, frankly, and, um, supply chain as well. So we've been invited by this group to, to join them to share some of our thoughts along with some academicians and other supply chain practitioners and technology practitioners. Um, you know, as to how our role, how, what our role can be Mm. in you know, in international business and governmental and geopolitical affairs. Mm. So if
1: we could, uh, big thanks, to Amanda Chantel and Catherine, helping to make production happen uh, behind the scenes. If we could drop the link to this uh, conference, registration's open, and we want to encourage folks to get involved in the dialogue that Greg is describing. Okay, we're going to say hello to a few folks, and then we're going to tackle a couple of, uh, of other uh, goings on across global business. And then we're going to have our guests come in, uh, uh
0: right around. Is it the bottom? I never get top
1: of the hour, bottom. of hour, the bottom.
0: Hour? Okay. Oh, bottom. The bottom. Okay. I go <laughs> with where the hand is pointing on this, these things we used to have called clocks. <laughs> they were often round. Yes. <laughs> for those of you
1: who've never seen one, I feel official now, bottom of the hour, Enrique, bottom of the hour. Okay. Gary Smith tuned in. Our dear friend, Gary Smith. Hey, Gary, I've enjoyed your perspective that I've seen published in a couple chilly. of newsletters. Of course, you, you keynote left and right. Uh, and as Greg pointed out, it must be chilly up in Long Island. I wonder what yeah. the temp is up there, Greg.
0: I don't, re- don't want to know. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of a weather report as we gathered the team this morning before we kicked off today and found right. out it both hailed and snowed in Baltimore. Really? Right. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Yeah,
1: as if one isn't bad enough. Uh, Enrique, we've we got to get some port reports from you and the Vector Global Logistics team. We'll save that for the bottom of the hour, perhaps. We'll see <laughs> <it. you>. Perfect. <laughs> All right. It's very great to have you here. Uh, Josh is tuned in again. Josh, you're talking about becoming regulars. Really have enjoyed his contributions. Uh, and he says, sorry, Greg, I was hoping for a tie versus a loss for the Tottenham Spurs. Is that right?
0: Tottenham Hot Spurs. Hot, hot Spurs. Spur. Yeah. How yeah.
1: about that? Yeah. Uh, great to have you, Josh. Sh- Sushil, great to have you here today. Tuned in via LinkedIn. Once again, let us know where you're tuned in from. Hey, Peter, Peter Boley, all night and all day. Uh, welcome in. And Peter, I saw on LinkedIn, I think it was you and a group of colleagues were given like a $50,000 check to a nonprofit. Right. Drop that link. We got to celebrate stuff like that. Talk about action. deeds, mm-hmm. not words. Drop that link in the comments. We want to lift that up and appreciate all that you do. Uh, Greg, it might be just a little bit of passion
0: in our friend Peter Bole, huh? Uh, you'd never know it by the <laughs> by his posts. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, and you know, he's got a really broad base of knowledge. I think having worked for Air Canada and been in procurement, he's seen a lot of the world and a lot of how the world operates. So, yeah, agreed. A lot of wisdom there. A lot of wisdom. Uh,
1: Invor, great to have you here today, tuned in via LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us, Japneet. Uh, really have enjoyed your perspective. Uh, both via social and in the live streams, he says, good morning, Scott, Greg, Enrique. It's really outrageous to see that in today's time and age, Putin's war. It's a great point there. Putin's war has zero regard for global community efforts and humanitarian violations have increased. We're with you. And okay. um, yeah, as, as a great point was made Friday, and we can't say it enough, this isn't the Russian people's war, right? Uh, they are bravely coming out. And scores and multitudes are getting arrested, and I saw images the other over the weekend, Greg and Enrique, of um, a Russian band. It was playing a protest song, and they got the first few notes out, and then the uh, the police came in and beat them up and hauled them off. I mean, it's it's horrible. Never but to be uh, seen again, likely. Right. So, right. So I mean, that um, takes guts. I think it's it,
0: I think it's important for people to understand that when you protest against the government in countries like Russia, you are likely never to be seen again. So it mm-hmm. takes an incredible amount of, of courage to frankly risk your life like that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and, and we hope to, we hope to see it,
1: you know, that hopefully the Russian people will continue to find their voice and made their will known, uh, which hopefully will help uh, put an end to the atroc- the atrocities and the invasion and the aggression and the suffering. But, um, uh, anyway, on a much lighter note, Peter dropped in the, the, the comment, the link that showed uh, their recent project. So you all check that out and, and lift it up. Uh, we need actions like that uh, now more than ever before, for sure. Um, OK, so Enrique and Greg, we're going to kind of ex- expedite our approach through some of these news stories so we can get into our conversation with Dominique and David. So It's going to be a bit of an express, so y'all feel free, if you want to make a comment, feel free to say, hey, time out, Scott. Let me let me add something here because I'm going to be moving kind of fast. Um, just prior to as we as our team assembled um, today's buzz, uh, late breaking news, uh, Greg and Enrique China. I don't have a graphic for this yet. China is shutting down plants in the manufacturing hubs of Shenzhen and Changchun, Cheng, uh, apologies, as COVID outbreaks have begun. So more to come on that. Uh, really soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So, adding here, uh, we're going to talk about uh, via TechCrunch, Kodiak Robotics and Seva Logistics announced a new partnership. The trucking startup has been delivering freight autonomously between Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin since November 2021. Uh, but they're adding routes between Kodi- uh, Kodiak and Seva are adding routes between Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma City. So, just the latest step to wider scale adoption across logistics for autonomous trucking. And get this, Greg and Enrique, I didn't know this. Uh, According to article, most of the country's autonomous freight is being moved in the state of Texas, which kind of makes sense given all the highways and byways and just the the sheer size. And Greg, we've seen that uh, a lot of those roads
0: uh, up close and in person, huh? We have uh, on a trip to a Reuters event some years back, right? That's right. (laughs) Feels like ages ago now, but there are a number of companies doing this. As well testing this autonomous and uh, i think it's an important development I, you know we've talked about this there aren't enough drivers and there likely never will be again so this is going to be a critical part of moving freight on the ground
1: agreed agreed enrique uh, autonomous trucking continues to, to take more and more of a firmer route uh within industry any comment there
2: yeah everyone that's in logistics actually um waits anxiously for this to be a reality right because there's not enough equipment in the market there's not enough truck drivers in the market so the more the more we see about this technological advance uh, the uh the happier we are hopefully uh we'll we'll get there soon enough
1: agreed um moving right along diesel speaking goodness. of trucking yeah. speaking of right. trucking no kidding uh moving right along but more expensively uh, goodness gracious let's talk diesel uh, as reported by transport topics the price per gallon for diesel fuel is setting records. The first week of March, this was this was a couple weeks ago, right? First week of March, it rose an unprecedented almost 75 cents per gallon to a new all-time record of $4.80, about 85 cents per gallon. And Greg, Enrique, that's just the national average, right? right in California, at least at the time that this article was written, it was almost six bucks a gallon. Greg, your quick response.
0: Well, it had increased... even before that. So and a lot of this is on the heels of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and now the cessation of many companies doing business with them for fossil fuels. So it's tragic, but it's to be expected. And it will continue as long as this conflict continues. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Uh, we're going to skip over the gir- Girl Scout cookie supply chain issues. Oh. That was that was a lighter note, but we're going to skip past that.
0: Suffice it to say there are issues, just like with everything else, and thin mints may be hard to come by. Oh, man. Uh, yeah.
1: I wish that was at the top of our list of the pains and, and challenges I in wish global business. Events, that right That
0: seems like a relief we could use, doesn't it? No at kidding. least to get our, our Girl Scout cookies. Well said, Greg. But what Chris I want to... <laughs> I want to get you
1: to comment on this as we as we move into uh, our guest discussion with Dominique and David here in just a moment. Sure. I loved Enrique. I'm not sure if you saw this as well, but you know, uh, Greg publishes uh, wonderful supply chain commentary every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And this, Greg, your your take on this article that could be found in Supply Chain Dive, really attracted a lot of comments, a lot of eyeballs, uh, and it's just more of the. The Supply Chain Gospel by preacher Greg White. So, Greg, give us a, sni- you know, get, we can't do it justice, but give us kind of a, the thrust of your point you were making here.
0: Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, the shortest way to say it is this this author was not just encouraging, but actually chiding procurement professionals to lead more by caring more and changing things, changing the way they do business, who they do business with, the type of companies and, you know, and the kind of initiatives that they can undertake in their job. And the point uh, that I made relative to this article was that it's not that they don't care. It's that they're not empowered by their companies who don't care. One of the statements was, they don't pay me to care. That's what one of the people interviewed in the article said. And that's an Mm -hmm. absolute truth. And in fact, it's also a truth that they are paid, in some cases, compensated for things that are the opposite of caring. And that um, and that the companies really need to take the fore in enabling and empowering their employees, their ambassadors to the world to do things that are good for humankind, that are good for the environment, good, you know, um, all, all of those things. Hmm. So that was the point of this article is if we want people to lead with caring. Right. Or to be caring in their job, it has to be a safe environment to be able to do so. They have to be able to make suggestions, maybe even challenge uh, and change things within their companies. But the companies are what have to change because, uh, in, in fact, one of the people who um, commented on the article said she nearly lost her job um, getting wow. threatening letters from leadership. And called into a meeting to be shamed because I asked people in my office to help families in need after a de- devastating fire in California. So it's the opposite that these companies are often even even opposite what they're signaling they're carrying and their initiatives within the marketplace. Again, as Scott, as you say, deeds, not words. These companies have to, if they want their people to, or if other professionals want people to be able to act, they have to be safe to do so. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and I want
1: to go ahead and re- I, I want to give you a chance to comment, but before I do, I think right along these lines that Greg's talking about, I want to bring in Peter Bolay's comments because talking about a culture that enables folks to care and to take action—it's—it's it's, Enrique, uh, what you—the culture you've implemented at Vector Global Logistics, right? Right. Which is why we're, we've got our guests here today. They're. That are doing big things to help folks in need. So Peter says he salutes all three for raising awareness and funding for special causes. Enrique Alvarez with Vector has contributed significantly to the world with their commitments across
2: many, many channels. So Enrique, mm-hmm. now with that said, um, your comment? Well, thank you very much, Peter. And I don't know if we're doing big things, but we're certainly trying to help in any way we can, even small or big. It doesn't really matter as long as you're trying. And to Greg's point, I think uh, companies that don't have caring or purpose in their core and as part of their business strategy, they're simply not gonna be around for long, mm. right? So it's like it's one of those things that you can say, hey companies, you should do this, you should empower your employees, or the alternative is like keep doing what you're doing, you're not gonna be around soon enough because our next the next generation is going to want to work with companies that really care about people, they're really want mm. going to work with companies that really believe in something and stand for something. And so, again, I'm not too concerned about this. If companies don't want to do it, then it's fine. We won't see you around
0: in ten years. Mm. Well said, um, <laughs> honey. I saw an article. I, I saw an article that um, Bology, one of the, one of the partners at uh, Kubera, the venture capital firm I work with, sent that said it's not that people don't want to work; they don't want to work for you. Mm. Right. <laughs> so those companies that Enrique is is right. talking about—that right. is exactly right. the problem. It is uh, completely agree.
1: Both of y'all well said. And and I, I love how y'all throw the gauntlet down and it's not a singular action. It's, it's, it's who you are, right? It's who you are every day. So um, heads up to the production team. We got through all the news faster than even I expected. So we're going to be bringing our guests in here in just a moment. Right. So Dominique and um, David will be joining us in just a second. want to share a couple of quick comments. Uh, it is so neat to have Kavan back with us. Kavan is doing a lot of great, beyond what he's doing in the industry, doing a lot of writing and blogging about what's going on and, and what folks need to do. So Kavan, great to have you here as always. Jason, uh, great to have you. He's in DC, he's a supply chain pro. He says, Putin is begging for our SEAL team just as much as they're waiting on that call. Strong Amen words for that. from Jason T. Hopkins. Great to see you here, uh, Jason. And then Jacob, appreciate the feedback. Thanks to Supply Chain now for the consistency. Hey, you know, you give from what you have, and um, you know, the, the spotlight we've been building here, we want to put that on the right spots in the right places and the right people and topics as often as we can. So, Jacob, great to have you here tuned in. Okay. With all of that said, Greg Enrique, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and welcome in our two guests here today. Really, really um, you know, if this is any kind of conversation like we had on Friday. Um, I hope that it stirs people to take action and, and contribute whatever resources they can towards the good fight to help the folks uh, in Ukraine and Europe. So with that said, I want to bring in Dominique Love, CEO of the Nourish Group, and David Adak, president of EO Poland. Hey, Dominique, David, good afternoon. How are you both doing? Hi, Scott. Hi, Greg. Thanks you for having us here.
0: Yeah, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate uh, your your flexibility in light of everything that's going on. Dominique and David. let's start with you both here. So just to level set, before we get into your observations uh, and reaction and, and what you're doing and how folks can help, let's just tell, if you would, um, our ecosystem here and our community here about yourself. And Dominique, let's start with you.
3: Hey, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm getting ready to launch my my next startup, which is a culinary-centric community um, outside of Atlanta. Um, Coming very soon. I'm a part of an organization called entrepreneurs organization. It's a global group that um, represents 15,000 entrepreneurs and also has about um, 200 chapters around the globe Um, and through that organization I got connected to EO Poland and David in particular because he's the president of the organization what I was seeing that they were doing was really amazing. Mm-hmm. And so decided to roll up my sleeves in a very simple way. Um, and then, you know, whenever you raise your hand, how you sometimes just get pulled right on in there. And that's exactly what happened. So since um, then, and actually it was a supply chain, a shipping issue that caused Davey to like guilt me into doing more. Um, I had about a hundred or so mattresses shipped to his apartment. in. a um,
1: hundred <laughs> mattresses, Dominique. Is To that an I apartment? <laughs>
3: Into his apartment, roll up mattresses. Um,
1: <laughs> wow!
3: <laughs> and so uh, he guilted me into he guilted me into leading some fundraising efforts. And by chance, I have a background in philanthropy, so um, it's worked out really well. And um, he'll talk about it, but I, I will tell you from an American side of view. Um, you know, you see it on TV, you get it. You understand it pulls at your heartstrings, but it's not until you're talking to someone when you're really interacting with someone across the table. Who's, who's there on the front lines that you truly get it. And as I mentioned to you all before, there, there are stories that came through and experiences that David has shared with me that will, will literally drop you mm-hmm. to your knees. And wow. it is our duty. We can't be there for a number of reasons, you know, politically and war and all of those things. But we, as especially as Americans, need to roll up our sleeves and do what we do best, get their back, and let's help them however we can.
1: Amen. Dominique, uh, amen to every single syllable you just shared. And uh, I, I will also add, gosh, be with our leaders. Uh, they've got the a very difficult job walking this fine line between addressing the suffering and the aggression and preventing World War III from taking place. So may cooler heads prevail, but put an end to the atrocities. So, Dominique, what a wonderful segue into David. Uh, thank you for joining us. And please, uh, following up Dominique's intro there, tell us about yourself
4: and, and, um, and your why, what, why are we doing this and what the need is? Sure. Um, so like Dominic said, uh, we know each other because we are part of the entrepreneurs organization. So I happen to be an entrepreneur as well. I have a software company in Poland, uh, but. Yeah, that obviously doesn't matter now so uh mm. three years back we launched eo chapter uh, so there are like 50 people 50 entrepreneurs and now uh, and it just happened that we are happened to us that we are the closest to what's going on in ukraine so uh yeah we just you know like in, in our companies, we just had to we, we we see we we do we act we we need to uh, we realize that we have to do something especially that you know since we are close to Ukraine and a lot of our, uh, members are doing business there or actually been doing business there, because obviously now everything is gone. Uh, we just, we just, we just, uh, start doing, uh, and, and, and acting. And then uh that's how I met so many amazing people, which are supporting the cause, like Dominique and, but also like hundreds of other people. And frankly speaking, I mean, you know, I have like, 200 plus unread messages i'm just not capable of reading all the mm. all the questions or the support i just got and 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 yeah and talking about what's needed and maybe let's start with some facts for um you know the united nations just today morning they said that there's like 2.7 million or refugees which went out of the ukraine uh, out of that 1.7 came to poland so it's um, you know uh, if we're going to keep up this pace we're going to have like 10% more population in poland within like 2 weeks yeah. mm, there is a lot of uh, rumors about kyiv evacuation which my happen cube is another, you know, three million cities. So if that's gonna happen, another f- 1.5 million are gonna hit us in, in in two or maybe 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 three days, right? Mm, so obviously we we uh um, what's really great about you know, the organization we are part is that uh, you know as entrepreneurs you have to be rational you have to act you have to work right so there is no time for doing for any political movement or you know agreement disagreement even blaming we just do act um so i wanted to share with you a couple of stories so we have this um this so called hey david
1: timeout. really quick can i interrupt for just a second yeah, sure. before we get uh, and uh again thanks for carving time out just on the intro Greg and Enrique, and Greg, i want to get your response first. As David started to talk about his software company, he, he said, but that doesn't matter now. That does not matter now. Greg, your reaction before we get into some of these stories?
0: It does matter, right? But I, I understand where David is coming from because he, he still has to have a livelihood, but promoting it doesn't. Right? Mm-hmm. The business matters, but promoting it doesn't. So I think that's big uh, David of you and everything that you're doing in the last statement you just made. There's no time for Agreement or disagreement, or or a political action standings or whatever, you just have to act, and mm. I, I think that's a that's a really good perspective. Agreed, agreed. And Enrique, your quick reaction
1: before we we hear some of the stories from David.
2: I've been pr- I've been part of an EO for a couple of years now, but I've never felt like so proud, and I actually have seen the actual impact and and change that this organization can have on people and. Um, I think uh Dominic include me to the WhatsApp group that initially uh people in Europe and in Poland in particular had and uh some of the stories like and I'm sure Dawid's going to share some of them but what Dawid's doing and everyone else in in Europe is amazing and and we just have to I just feel mm. kind of humbled to be mm. part of this organization and uh, agreed i try to do as much as I can so mm. no this is the stories are heartbreaking for sure
1: mm. Um, really quick, Peter is pointing out air Canada flowing, uh, flying products to support Ukraine and the link there. Uh, Japneet is kind of supporting what David says. Poland has seen the most number of boarding crossings from Ukraine. Uh, and Donna welcome in from Houston via LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us here today. Uh, and hello, Dr. Rhonda, by the way, uh, great to have you here as well. All right. So David and Dominique, uh, David, let's stick with you. Um, share some of these stories that kind of maybe help illustrate of, oh, what's going on and and why we must take action.
4: Sure. I mean, to be, to, to be really honest with you, I don't know how deep I can go, but because it's really heartbreaking. But let me just give you a few stories from, uh, from, from yesterday, mm. or two days back, actually, you know, so we have this, um, this, this, this WhatsApp group, uh, we call it like kind of a crisis management group. And there are people from different NGOs, organizations, EO, YPO, whatever. And we try to react because obviously, those are like entrepreneurs, or some even politicians, so they have, um, you know, any means to, to, to do it. And there was this message, which was really heartbreaking, a few days back, which was back Basic stating. Greg, you mentioned there was like snowing in Baltimore, right? And 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 you know the message was like, hey, we need tents and something to heat people up because these people are waiting, queuing. And I walking to the, from the Ukraine to the border, towards the border for three days long. And it's like 21 Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit there, like minus mm. six degrees Celsius. And children died there. I mean, like dozens of children simply died. So I can't even imagine, you know, I can, I have a daughter and I can't even imagine walking for three days long without like with whatever you can you can you can bring with you like two bags at most or one bag and uh, and 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 your children in your hand and you have to walk because there is no other way and it's it's totally blocked and then you have you know some of them they are you know they they are being shot by because the russians they they claim to have the corridors open but they actually Mm. don't so uh you know I can't imagine that. I've seen people on the on the um, you know train stations, and you know you see those children. They they are making up like a bed from from the bags or backpacks they have with them, and and you know they just make a place for the children, and they they sleep on 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 co- on, on, on a chair whatever it's there. Um, so um, and obviously you know we have a lot of pictures, and, and I don't want to share that because you know we also need to take care of those people' dignity, and this is also one of the mm. important thing to mention is that this. Um, what's happening there is this, this crisis in every uh, area. It's like, you know, physical health, mental health, but also, you know, the dignity. That happened to a friend of mine. She accepted refugees. And, you know, when you think refugee, you might, um, you know, you have some picture in your mind. I had, you know, uh, before I had like the Syrian refugees or, or something like that. So you see like uh, poor people, but that's not true. I mean, that's true, true, not true anymore. So the, 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 the lady which happened to enter her flat, the first thing she said, she said, uh, I, "I'm sorry. I I don't know how to behave because this is the first time happened to me in my life. And I had like a decent life there, and I have nothing now, right? And I you know I, I need to beg you. I need to ask you. So, you know, you don't even know how to how to act, how to react on that, right? You want to be supportive, but you no, know, you, you also feel that if you got too much support, it's also not gonna work because the the people are gonna lose their dignity. And so it's it's yeah, I can't even describe it. It's just really." So the, the other thing is like you know we 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 do offer a lot of support, and a friend of mine told me you know uh we send them like uh, we are sending we are working in different areas, so we are sending mattresses we are w- working also to give them you know um uh, roof under their heads, so we are building shelters we are obviously bringing food, but we also try to take care about the the youngsters, the children we're giving them 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 uh you know some toys whatever um and then this uh, i heard this uh the friend of mine saying to me like you know um uh, your support is incredible but i have to you have to forgive me as i cannot smile back it's like mm. even mm. This, this this normal reaction this is this is mm. not there. This, is, this is the scale
1: so david um let me let me get dominique and greg to respond to what you've shared already uh dominique it sounds like uh, the mattresses the roll-up mattress, mattresses that you sent are going maybe to kids and and others that need a needs some sort of comfort to to get yeah. some
3: yeah and, and and scott it um i mean even now i have been living this to it at a distance and i'm still tripped up with each story as on that chat group and on that chat group there is a ceo of a fashion company um, out of paris and um, she has operations in the us as well And, um, some of us probably wear some of her leisure clothes and she wrote on the chat, help me. My family is coming across the border. If you can get them to, um, Prague, I can get them. I just need help. And said where they were crossing two minutes, not two hours, two minutes. A response from a member of EO said, I'm on my way. And that single thing said, this is not that hard, we can do more. And so that's when I just said, I kept hearing them talking about lodging, lodging, lodging. And because I have a background in philanthropy and you know even disaster relief, that I just immediately went on to Amazon Poland. It was the only thing I knew to do and um, ordered a bunch of, ma- I put together kits is what I call them, lodging mm. kits. So it was a mattress, a blanket, a sheet, a ta- a washcloth, a towel, a uh, washcloth, a towel and a pillow. And then I figured out what the cost was. And I sent a text out to 30 girlfriends and said, this stuff is real. It's horrific. Can't we all just at least buy one kit? And I immediately got a response. That single text has resulted in we just crossed forty six thousand dollars. Um, and so it's the power of people wanting to support. So yes, we did a lot of that. The needs have changed a little bit more now. And now we're focused on something more specific that we can get into in a second. But but the overall thing here is that you've got a group of people who have dropped everything in Poland. Can you imagine your neighborhood doubling in size in less than a week (laughs) (laughs) Warsaw has a population inside Warsaw has a population of 1.8 million last week. There were 1.3 million refugees who would come in. You've almost doubled the size of a city. What do you do? And the only thing you can do is act. And that's exactly what these guys have been doing. So us, you know, rallying has been, has been easy.
4: Mm.
1: Uh, Greg pulling you in here. Um, you know, I think you and Dominique and David share a lot in common, you know, Greg, you're involved in a lot of different philanthropic, I can never say that word, uh, <laughs> initiatives. Uh, Greg, what's some of your response here as you hear, uh, David and Dominique and Enrique speak about some of the things you're involved in?
0: Yeah, you're going to probably find this hard to believe, but I don't really know what to say. <laughs> Honestly, it's, uh, you know, you don't think of it in the perspective, uh, that David has just, has just told us, right. That, this isn't destitute people necessarily. this is just people being displaced um, in whatever their situation was, it no longer is and probably in some cases will never be again. And they don't even know how to be in the role that they've got today, which is refugee, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly I'm processing. Yeah, I'm with if you.
4: I, if I may Stop. jump in on this one yeah. that you just said, you know, this is also the other the other mm, dimension of the whole situation is like, you know, what we are trying to do as a EO, we have a network, so we try to get those people sheltered in other countries like Germany, like like Netherlands, like France. And and what was happening in the very beginning was that people were the buses were coming with like a you know a sheet of papers in Berlin or, or, or Amsterdam, whatever. And and what the refugee would do, they would skip these buses because obviously they want to, you know, stay as as, as close. To the border as possible because because they are hoping they're going to come back soon. But you can see this changing with every single hour that people are really losing hope. There is nothing to coming back. If you look at the Kharkov, if you look at the Kyiv, if you see your dome being, like house being bombarded and collapsed, and you have nothing to come back. So you need to really find yourself in this new reality. This is, yeah, let's start. Okay.
3: I I think we also have to just add one thing. When you're talking about refugees, 95% of the refugees are women and children. Mm. The men are staying back to fight. They are taking up arms. And so not only are you getting exhausted, traumatized people crossing the border, you're getting people who have just said goodbye to their husbands, their Mm. fathers, their uncles, their brothers, their sons, and they may never see them again. And of course, they want to stay as close to that border as possible. Of course, they want to have a chance to get back and reunite with those people. Mm. Can you possibly imagine looking at your wife or your partner or, you know, sister, anyone and saying goodbye, I may not see you again? I mean, it's pretty, pretty devastating. Mm. And so not only are you just, you're not just receiving people, (laughs) you're receiving a lot.
4: Right. It's changed. So I just wanted to add this one. You can feel like this, this, this dynamic is changing. So the, all the other, or the previous refugees, uh, crisis we had, like the, uh, whatever there was in the past, usually you have, you have first men coming here, finding work, building the house and bringing the family. But now, if you think about the long term, you have like a woman with two kids, and you have uh, like Dominic said, we've been there in this shelter. There's the this this biggest shelter next to Warsaw, twenty five thousand places. They are they are scaling this up to sixty thousand right now. Sixty thousand is a small city, and and we 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 told them, hey, with this living kids, uh, like like Dominic said, we we're gonna say we're gonna prepare something called NFI, non food items. So we're gonna have one for men, women. And children they told us like don't bother with men 65 is children mm-hmm. 30 is women and only just a few men but even in the long term these women they don't even they don't they, they can't work here right they have kids to take care of right and they won't be able to even if they could work, they won't be able because they have to take care of their children i mean this in the long term this yeah, this, devastating <laughs>
1: So really quick, I want to take a couple of quick comments from uh, folks in the Skyboxes. Uh, Ikacheku, great to have you once again here today from Canada via LinkedIn. Uh, Delilah asked a great question, and we're going to get to this uh, because we want to help folks that are listening, whether they're listening to the live version or the replay version. We want to make sure we give them vetted resources where they can jump into the fight. Uh, And Delilah asked, hey, where can we go find organizations that we can feel safe? To help and to donate to. So we'll get back to that, Delilah. Enrique dropped a lot on Friday, yeah. including a, um, a charity navigator type of resource, which helps. Vet, right. Because uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of scammers that are very opportunistic, and that's the worst side of humanity. They take away resources from where it should go. But Delala, great question. Um, Jason says, a wise man once said, What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Uh, Next excellent point, where we're all reacting to what we're hearing from Dominique and David and, and Enrique even, and, and and it doesn't need to be ex- further explained, right? Uh, Japneet makes a great point. The social and mental upheaval, which David and Dominique were just talking to is unaccounted for and will emerge as more stories roll in. Dr. Rhonda says it's mind blowing to see us human beings continue to struggle because of the suffering caused by others, heartbreaking to see the evil, but in a breath, Faith comes into play as we see the best of humanity in loving, kind, offering loving, kind assistance and support. Well said. Okay, Enrique, uh, I'm hoping I think you changed networks. So I think we've got a stronger, stronger grip on you now. Um, you know, fresh on the heels of our Friday conversation, uh, as Gartner was offering its research and impact on on kind of what this meant for global business. This obviously is more on the humanity side. Um, What's let' let's go ahead and speak to Delilah's question maybe a bit before we circle back and get more more observations from David and Dominique what what are a couple of organizations that you would recommend to our listeners Enrique
2: yeah well there's 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 multiple and I'm sure that you have the links and you'll be dropping them uh, on the on the comment section soon enough but uh care I mean I, the for me the main thing would be just to go to that uh website that uh, ranks the cha- different charities and make sure that you donate to a charity that's already established and well-functioning and has presence in Europe. And so if you really want to help this particular crisis as opposed to any other uh, issues out there, so there's there's many, many options, but, uh, but I would definitely do some research, work with uh, established organizations that know how to um, deploy assets quickly and effectively. And the other thing that I would like to, to add is um, we're all sh- uh, shaken by what's going on and we're all sad and and we're all kind of angry about this. But this is going to last for a lot longer than most people understand. So we have to keep giving, right? It's not something that you'll go and do now and send like a, some money or do it, this. Women and children and everyone in Ukraine and in the rest of Europe too, because Poland's going to need help. Bulgaria's, I mean, they're, we've said it very, very eloquently, like, their population is going to grow 10% in two weeks. It's not sustainable for any country. So, uh, so we have to continue helping. So I would recommend, one, to do research, two, to make sure that you do something, even if it's little, even if it's $5, even if it's like a mattress here or there, uh, whatever you can, but definitely make sure that you help. And then the other thing is, if possible, try to plan on helping for the longer term, right? Just try to... Try to help for at least the next year or two, because it's just going to keep going, uh, Mm. unfortunately. uh, Um,
3: Scott, I'd love to be able to jump in here, and I'm going to pull on my old philanthropy hat. So I managed corporate giving at Coca-Cola for several years, and I, I also started an agency that helped corporations nonprofits do more in the company and worked with major corporations around the globe. After doing a lot of disaster work, especially around Hurricane Katrina, what I learned was that you oftentimes needed to sit back because there's an initial wave of responses. Um, I tended to support, and my number one was the Salvation Army. Um, they're, they're, there on the front lines, they're very discreet and they tend to stay a lot longer when most NGOs leave. The second is Doctors Without Borders because they have an excellent, they, they are excellent at managing their resources. They set what they need to raise. If they go over that, they stop their campaigns. They don't keep taking money that goes into their operations if they can no longer use the money in that particular area. So I think those two things are really important. What lesson I've learned through this through this issue, um, this crisis, if you will, um, is that giving is, right now, it needs to get out there. The, the, the rapid speed of the needs are so critical, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, teaming up with EO, I trust EO, I'm a member of EO. You're not going to get a tax deduction making a contribution to EO Poland, but it's not about that. You're going to see that supplies are getting directly in the hands of folks. Hmm. And before coming on, as I was kind of thinking, trying to give myself some notes, I have this funny pad. I actually use it for my husband to tell him what he needs to do for the day. I don't know if you can see it. Excuse the the Hmm. language top, but I made three different notes to myself. Uh, there are three ways that we can use help. And, and two of them are very specific to supply chain. So we, we're doing those lodging kits. Now we've switched gears. They've got the government's got cots coming in. They've got some other supplies. The biggest thing is are the, what we're calling living kits. So it is you cross the border, you end up in a shelter, you walk in and you get a kit that's going to have soap, shampoo, a toothbrush, toothpaste. It's going to have diapers for children, personal hygiene products, water, and food rations. So those things we figured out, we can do a kit for $25. And so that's easy. We can all, you know, skip your Starbucks, skip a lunch out, do something. I mean, 25 can be a lot to a lot of people, but it also can really change lives of some of these refugees. Mm -hmm. The second thing are supplies. They are needing massive supplies. You know, David and I have been going through like a sourcing group in Poland, purchasing ten thousand. You bought t- how many t- toothbrushes did you buy last night, David? Ten thousand.
4: Yeah, ten thousand. Yeah. Wow, ten thousand toothbrushes mm-hmm. and seventeen thousand of the shampoos, which we're going to bring to the shelter tomorrow.
3: Yeah, so seventeen thousand shampoos, and um, so you know, you we need those supplies. So in this network, if you have access to supplies that you can get to to these groups. They're needed desperately.
4: If I may jump in for a second, you know, there's, there is also talking about the organization. There's also this uh, Polish humanitarian action. And what I'm talking about them, uh, why I'm talking about them is because they just, uh, they're helping Ukraine directly there and they are just placing the order, the commercial order. They want to buy food, which is needed there. Obviously, by the way, Kiev is spending one million dollar for, you know, to, to, keep the city sustained. So you can imagine how much is needed. But basically, this, wh- what I wanted to say is that's Polish humanitarian action. This NGO place the order. And all biggest, you know, grocery shops like, you know, kind of a Walmart you have there, and we have a Tesco, uh, Bedronka, whatever the other the biggest five biggest shop, they can't fulfill the order. This is how much is needed right now, like for this week. So um, it's, it's pretty okay. But I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna be short of resources soon. Mm. And obviously, in the long term, they will figure out. But for now, we might be short very soon.
1: So really quick, uh, and I want to make sure we get any link. Uh, that we might can get from you, Dominique and David. But really quick, speaking of longer term, there was a quick exchange. Uh, Jose, hope this finds you well, Jose. I understand the immediate need to support because it is fresh, but what is a long-term support strategy? It's a fair question. And Peter Bolle, uh answers, do not think they're at the long-term solution thought process at this point right now. Actions required, a long-term strategy will certainly need to be developed, but there is time for that down the road. Uh, this LinkedIn user, this might be, I'm not sure. Amanda, if you could uh, let me know. I have so many questions here, she says. I believe it is better to donate money because nonprofits can buy whatever they need, but are there any shortages forecasts? David just spoke to that a little bit, but a great question there. Um, Greg, you haven't jumped in in a while. I'm sure. I know that we're all taking it in, right? It's a, it's a shock to the system. It's a, It's been a shock to the system to see some of the images. Uh, Enrique, we spoke on Friday about Uh, the democratization impact of journalism, which is a great thing because a lot of the imagery is coming out, hopefully causing people to act, including government leaders that can actually do something about it. Um, But Greg, um, where does your mind go when we talk about when when you hear some of the issues and and solutions and resources that Dominique and David and Ricky are speaking to?
0: Yeah. So one, one uh, thing I want to address is like a group that you might, you are in, if you're not in EO if there's a group or a group of people that you hang out with and you you all want to do something, that is a that is a trusted group if you don't, as Dominique said, if you don't feel compelled to do it in a way that gives you a tax deduction, right? Um, if you just want to do something, keep that circle very tight with people you know and people you trust. Maybe your Rotary Club or whatever, you know, Chamber of Commerce friends or whatever you want to do, people in the same industry. Um uh, again to Enrique's point use charity navigator use care.org dot org um, and there are a couple of others that can help you establish who those those groups are that are doing things short term and longer term and to the longer term question once a longer term let's say longer term when the conflict is over uh, i feel really wim- wimpy calling it a conflict by the way this is a war it's an aggression it's an it's an It's an illegal act by an illegal leader, Um, but we're not going to get into politics. (laughs) Um, But but I think, um, you know, once that is over, then the political geopolitical pressure comes off. Nobody's worried about getting nuked once um, the war is over in Ukraine. China's China will miraculously uh, cure covid and this manufacturing halt that they literally just announced because Mm. Everyone is cutting off ties, and Russia is cutting off ties with, um, or cutting off trade with other countries. And once that political pressure is off, then the the governments will be able to. They're they're able to now, but they'll feel comfortable um, that they're not risking their political future by contributing to the long term recovery and hopefully repatriation strategy of Mm. of Ukraine.
2: The other, Scott, the other thing that I think uh, we can do is. Um, you can help in kind and money and donations, but you can also help with contacts, right? We live in a very uh, communicated and connected society. We have LinkedIn, Twitter, and we're having, we're doing this over LinkedIn right now. So I think something that David mentioned that is needed is if you have a contact, if you have a good friend that's a CEO or CFO or wherever he is or whatever he works, if he's working for a retail company, chain company or a toothbrush manufacturing company or a (laughs) coca-cola like diapers there everything's needed right right there's no such thing as a list of things that are needed because everything is needed people left their homes with nothing but the things that they could carry plus they Mm. had to carry a couple kids in the way so if you know people just try to connect them try to make sure that we're connected and and just use whatever you're using whatsapp Mm. wechat whatever just make sure that you're present introducing people to your friends, like pretty much what I'm doing now with uh, Dominique and and you guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that helps a lot.
1: I love this message here from Dr. Rhonda. Uh, I love that message. Little acts add up and then create monumental impacts for the long haul. So what she's saying, what Dominique is saying, Hey, whatever it takes, whatever you can afford to give uh, to a vetted organization uh, is highly, highly appreciated. And Japneet. Yeah, you're right. It is a naked aggression. It's an invasion. It's, um, and that doesn't even do it justice in terms of the atrocities we're seeing out of uh, Ukraine and the region. Okay, Dominic, you were about to say something. and We also want to make sure.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to wrap, I'll just wrap up on our side. Yeah. I have those three things. We need these these living kids that we're, we're saying they 25 bucks. You want to know if the money goes to refugees? I can tell you right now. Money has been being Venmoed to me by my friends when I started this Just My Friend part. I've been, I i mean, I think I might be on some sort of tracking alert now because I'm buying everything I can from these supply groups in um, in Poland. Uh, David, I put the money straight into an account and it goes straight to buying things. So I know every dollar um, is going toward this cause. No one on the EO side is taking a salary for this. Mm. Um, so we need the kits bought. Um, we need supplies. Um, so in kind donations, transportation and fuel are really big. We do have groups that have been all throughout Europe who have just said, Hey, I've got, uh, someone's given me a truck. I'm coming down. It's filled to the brim and we're going to dump off supplies and then we'll pick up and bring people back. So that's like, it's pretty intense. Um, so transportation and fuel have been the biggest challenges right now on that end. So anyone who can volunteer and help us figure that piece out, that would be really helpful. In terms of where to give, I think we gave you a link to, um, the, uh, to the Poland website. Um, I think it's ukraine.eopoland.org. And, um, I think, uh, yeah, Debbie, just put it in the chat if you want to repost it. And um, the, the team on the ground in um, EO Poland is, is, they're working around the clocks. They have walked away from every one of their businesses and they are working around the clock.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're here. It's 2022 and we're facing what we're facing. Some of the imagery that we were talking about earlier, Enrique, we, we commented on Friday. It feels like it was, it's like from straight out of like, the 30s or the 40s, and it's last week. It's unbelievable. Um, let's make sure. Okay, well, great. We did it. Uh, ukraine.eopoland.org. Folks, you've got leaders that with means and have their finger on the pulse of, of how to marshal resources to the folks that need it. You've heard it here from David and Dominique and Enrique. Ukraine.eopoland.org. If you can give anything, Greg, what's your challenge? That uh, I've stolen and, and repackaged a number of different ways. I never get it right. But what's your challenge to our ecosystem here? Uh, give
0: simple, give small, give now. Hmm. It's just that simple. Uh, I, I, you can. know, I think there. I mean, there are lots of ways to accomplish this. It's funny. My daughter just had a child, and I was thinking about her Amazon registry. You could almost put what needs to be bought on a baby or wedding. Maybe they have charity registries um, on Amazon, so people could just go in and buy as many of those kits or whatever as mm-hmm. they want. That's exactly
3: um, how, how my campaign started, was I started to try and do a registry. I found it a little bit more complicated, so that's when I just said, here's what you're going to get. Um, hey, girlfriends, <laughs> hey, friends, you know, send me some money, yeah. here's what you're going to get. And then I just send them pictures and results of what the, what I had purchased. So we yeah, have gotten okay. a little bit more sophisticated and organized since then. But um, yeah, we're, money is, as one as one person commented, money is so necessary.
1: Mm. Hey, Dominique, if I can, for my clarification, if folks go to the Ur- ukraine.eo if this uh, this address here, mm-hmm. can they donate towards the campaign that you and the other EO leaders are that, that you're that you're speaking to?
3: Yes, that's a general, that is a general donation site for EO, Pol, uh, for EO Poland, but it's all going into the same fund and we're deploying it rapidly. Like I said, 15,000 toothbrushes got ordered in the wee hours of the morning hmm. and 17,000 bottles of shampoo. That's just scratching the surface of wow. what they're ordering.
1: Greg, Enrique, David, I don't know about you, but when Dominique puts a list together like the ones she showed, I, I, I got a hunch that that everything gets done on that list. Um, or else, or else, <laughs> or else, um,
3: um, your name is going to be here. You don't want me yeah. to here, do you, you? Don't want
0: your name oh, on the list. oh Gosh, i um, hang it and, on the
3: front door for all the neighbors to see.
1: <laughs> so, David, and, uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Yeah, can I,
4: I, I just say one last Please. thing. You know, I know, I, I, really appreciate the for and to be honest, this like you know the, the support we got from you, you know U.S. and Canada. This is really amazing. And you know, by the time I was buying these brushes and and going them to the to the shelter and so on because obviously we also do the uh, we need a little micromanagement here unfortunately because you know everything is out of the stock so we need to try here and there so I'm just going here and there and then in the meantime Dominique text message me hey we got another 30,000 bucks so uh, I really know like Dominique said before we used to build the shelters now now we are working in the other way but I want to say really that this is you guys all people who donate who are actually building this shelter we are just organizing Mm -hmm. that and uh, Mm -hmm. a huge shout shout out for everyone who is doing who is donating because uh, obviously you know, you can fly in here to be, and I know you 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 would do that if you could. But uh, really, this amount of support—I've never seen something like that in well, my life.
1: David, if I can, I appreciate all of that. But mean, what the what the country and the people of Poland are doing—I mean, the noble mission that they're leading, and just uh, you can you can see the passion and and the purpose and the impact man, we're with you. There's some constraints here. We're going to get this thing figured out, but man, it takes leaders like you and your fellow countrymen and women that taking the, the brave actions to absorb all these folks that are, that we've been speaking to for the last hour that need so much. Um, I just can't, we're just blown away with what you're doing. So we want to, we want to help as much as we can. Enrique and Greg, before we let uh, our two um, incredible guests go, David and Dominique, uh, Greg, let's start with you. Your last, uh, anything you want to share with David and Dominique?
0: Yeah, just thank you for that perspective. I don't think uh, any of us probably still don't get everything that's going on. but it. I mean, David, you helped us paint a mental picture, thankfully only mental, but a, a mental picture of what's going on there and the impact that it's having on people's lives and not just the people leaving Ukraine. I mean, this is a strain on the people of Poland and Romania and Moldova who are taking in. These refugees, as well, and Romania and Moldova, not nearly as strong and prominent a company, a, a countries as, as Poland. So it, there's real hardship for the people who are providing the services that Dominique and David are, are providing as well. Mm. Um, so it, it's an exceptional effort by everyone there. And I'm hopeful that this can, can help people connect and get, get, uh, you know, enable them to contribute in some way. Agreed, agreed. While we get uh, hopefully uh, a ceasefire in place,
1: hopefully it's right around the corner. I'll leave that to the geopolitical experts out there. But um, Enrique, your final thoughts to David and Dominique?
2: Yeah, I'm just uh, inspired by what they're doing. They're uh, business owners like I am, and just seeing what you're doing, David, and just uh, reading some of the chats and, and everything that you're doing, it's just, it's very inspiring. Uh, so I hope that other leaders out there listening to this podcast and seeing what you and, and everyone else, because I know that it's not only you, there's, um, I think the maximum members you can have on WhatsApp is what, 250? And that was blown past and we had to move to a different platform because there weren't just enough uh, seats available for people trying to jump in and help. So I'm just inspired by what you're doing and I hope other people get inspired And uh, I think that it's very important for the supply chain and logistics community to come together. Supply chain plays a big role in everything that's going on, from Mm -hmm. shipping to delivering to manufacturing the toothbrushes. And so I think we are in a very, very privileged situation here as supply chain professionals, because we really can make a big impact. So I I hope that every single logistics company out there, uh, steamship lines included, trucking companies, airplanes, Try every anything, just jump in. Right, we need we need to move things around, and so uh, we always talk a big game in supply chain, and we always kind of brag about how the world revolves around what we do and how we move things. So this is the time to prove it. Let's let's do it.
1: Agreed. Okay. Uh, supply chain pulled the world through the pandemic, and and despite what we're seeing in China, um, gosh, we feel closer than ever before to true post pandemic. And I've got faith that uh, our global supply chain workforce and and leaders that step up, like we're seeing here with uh, David and Dominique, are going to do the same thing. So um, a Godspeed to that. Okay. An hour never does stuff like this justice. Uh, I, I wish. And, and, and of course, just talking about it also doesn't do it justice. We've got to take action. That's what it's mm. all about. Deeds, not words. I want to thank uh, our two guests here today, uh, David Adok, uh president of EO Poland, And Dominique Love, CEO of the Nourish Group, also with EO Atlanta. This EO group, man, what a powerful group. We're going to have to uh, talk a lot more, Dominique and David, about that. So thank you, first off, for what you do, for your little bit of time here today. Most important, what you're doing. And we're going to try to support you as best we can. So thanks so much to you both.
3: Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Have a good
1: one. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Uh, Greg Enrique, no words. And uh, there, there's never, you know, Greg, I, um, your, your response hit you hit the nail on the head
2: because there's I have to a, run though, I have a call <laughs> at one so. <laughs> Well, let's <laughs> I love you guys. No, you, know, you hey. should talk about let's talk about EO because I think that that could be a good organization for you to participate in, Scott.
1: All right. Well, hey, Enrique, we're still live. We love you too. And oh, we'll see you momentarily. Okay.
2: <laughs> well. At, <laughs> what I said stands, right? I think yeah, it's a great stand, organization for anyone and everyone that's actually listening to us out there. I apologize. Yeah, I think they ought to
0: take a look at EO and what um, it's about, right? Yeah. I know it's been beneficial to yeah, you. if you an I think
2: it's a good organization to join. But um thank you yeah. so much. I apologize. I thought that we were already... No, that's okay. Peace to Sorry we I, have to, <laughs> I have to leave. Thank you so much, though.
1: Thank you, Enrique. Friends. All right, Greg. He didn't even get to get swooshed out because he had to leave. <laughs> Hey, come on, Enrique doesn't wait for no stinking swoosh. No, uh, <laughs> he was
0: at his desk too when, That's when right. we started today.
1: Uh, so, you know, every so often, I think we shared this on Friday. Every so often, you're reminded about exactly why you do what you do, and 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 moments and conversations like this one hit that at its core. At least for me. I want to give you the the opportunity for your final challenge to anyone that might be listening to this, anyone that might be listening to the replay, anyone that
0: might have hit something we said on social, whatever. Uh, Greg, what would you tell them to do? Let me start with a quick qualification. I'm going to expose my weakness here because I am angry at this entire situation Mm -hmm. and it's unnecessary. It's unjust. um, And it's unbelievable. Pick another un. There are lots of uns, but uh, but in as much as it is here, it behooves all of us to do whatever we can to help those who are suffering, um, to help in any way you can to bring this to an end, or whatever is within your power. Do something, even if you do it wrong. Right, right. <laughs> but um, th- you know, there's a lot that people need here. They need they need basics. They need transportation out of their country. They need transportation to other countries. They need um, care. Uh, you know, they're going to need lots of care going forward. But they need care and understanding and support. Mm. So I, I really appreciate what uh, all of the neighbor, neighboring countries, all of the good neighboring countries, are doing. Yes, Russia or sorry, not Russia and Belarus, but but Poland and Moldova and Romania, all um, doing this not because they can necessarily, but because they have to. And, um, you know, that's it's really powerful to see an organization like this. And again, I'd encourage everyone, if you are a member of any organization or any group of people that you trust or you want to give to this uh, through eopoland.org, give there, but give. Just take action. Yeah, give, take action. And and all
1: those countries are doing it with the backdrop of the, who knows where the aggression goes next. Uh, It is just a, a scary time. But as Greg mentioned, They need all of that and they need your action. So whether you pick this one or you go to care.org or if you go to uh, Salvation Army came up, Dominic highly recommended them, Doctors Without Borders, Mm -hmm. you name it. Uh, Do your homework, but just give, 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 give what you can. There's no uh, uh, amount too small. All right. That's going to wrap up. We went over a little bit here today. Thanks for all the wonderful comments. Uh, Invor, great to have you here today. I appreciate you joining us, I think, for the first time from um, South Africa. So thanks so much for that. Folks, whatever you do, whatever you do, uh, you know, talking about it isn't enough. Scott Luton and Greg White challenging you to, hey, do good, do good, give forward, be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community.